Brown has a chance to be the hero tonight as Thrash comes out of the stretch. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Hits at the second baseman. And he's not in time. The run scores. The Swamp Dogs win. As they tried flipping it to the second baseman and not able to hang on to turn two, the Swamp Dogs walk it off and they're mobbing each other in right field. All the bananas have come from the dugout. Bullpen is up. Hacklin from the right field line. The pitch. This one grounder to third. Nice play by Fink. Holds off the runner. Throw is too high. Mike Williams, hand up. Races into home, and the Bananas walk it off in the bottom of the ninth on opening night. Justin McConnell, watch out. The Bananas are coming to dogpile. What an amazing four days of baseball that we got to enjoy this weekend from the Coastal Plain League. Two walk-off wins. The first one you heard was the Swamp Dogs over the Peninsula Pilots, followed by the Savannah Bananas over the Macon Bacon. It's exciting, and now I'm hungry. Welcome to Episode 2 of Around the CPL, the official podcast of the Coastal Plain League. And as I said, very exciting weekend of baseball. Hopefully you were able to go to the stadium and maybe watch one of the games. Now, typically, what we would do at this point, real quick, before we get into the bulk of this episode, is to give you a team of the week or a player of the week. Now, since each team only played about three games, that's kind of a small sample. So what I want to do is just give you a a brief recap of opening day weekend. We had sellout crowds across the league. Two walk-off wins, which you just heard. One extra inning thriller, and the Wilson Tobbs and Gastonian Grizzlies are on a tear. They are the only two teams sitting at 3-0 after the weekend. Now, at the time of this interview, they're 3-0, so by the time you listen to this, they might have lost or won another one. The two top-performing hitters also come from the Tobbs and the Grizzlies, Drew Devine from Wilson and Jeff Sear from Gastonia. Now, if you weren't able to make it out to the stadium this weekend, do not fret. There is another way for you to enjoy the Coastal Plain League games during this season. Don't miss any of the action all season long as fans can watch every Coastal Plain League game for free on all devices at cplbaseball.tv or stream via Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, or Amazon Fire. So you have plenty of options to catch a game. You've got no excuse not to know what is going on in the Coastal Plain League. For the 10th straight season, the Coastal Plain League has partnered up with Baseball America to bring you the Coastal Plain League Corner. During each issue of Baseball America this summer, fans can now keep up to date on some of the key headlines this CPL season has to offer through the CPL Corner. Don't have Baseball America? Then you're missing out. For a special CPL discount, please visit the league website at www.coastalplain.com and click on one of the Baseball America banners to sign up. For the most information on baseball, be sure to visit Baseball America on the web at www.baseballamerica.com. Now for the second episode of Around the CPL, I have with me General Manager of the Florence Red Wolves, Barbara Osborne. She has a great story to tell you. Last October the 3rd, a tragic accident took the lives of two police officers, injuring five others. The Florence community has surrounded one another in love and in support of first responders. So Barbara is here to share with us that story, how it has impacted that community, how it has impacted the team there in Florence, and to share with you what it's done to her and her love of the game and her love for people. So let's go ahead and dive into that interview. 
Hey, Barb, thanks for jumping on the phone to chat with me on the Around the CPL podcast. How are you doing this evening? I am doing great. Excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, this is our second episode, so you're number two. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we hope it's a good one. So after all the preparations and anticipations during the offseason and the months leading up to, I think last Thursday was opening day, how does it feel to finally be underway with the 2019 season? It is amazing to be underway. It's, you know, you work for those nine months to get to this point, and then it's almost like a relief to be playing because then everything just falls into place and you are just having, you're making everything uh, come to life per se, um, and see everything to fruition. So it's exciting. Um, it's great to see the fans back out again. That's what I love about this is, is that all the people that you get to see and the people that you don't see in the off season, they come back and there's hugs and, Oh, we missed you and, and everything. And that's what it's all about. There's such a family atmosphere, uh, at the Red Wolves that, um, it's just good to see. It's like, you know, having to take a family reunion trip and seeing everybody. Well, and that's what Justin uh, talked with me about on our first interview is just how awesome the family atmosphere is at all of these games. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and even just the CPL itself, the, the 16 teams that are in it are part of a family. There's a lot of stuff that each of us help each other out with. And yes, there's a competition, but the competition is out on the field. The, the, front office and the off season stuff is where, you know, there's a lot of uh, collaboration with each other. Yeah. I'm sure it's just exciting for everybody to kind of be on the same team, but at the same time, like kind of like a sibling rivalry. So it seems. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yep. So after losing a very close game, sorry if I'm putting salt in the wound, but after losing a very close game to Asheboro on opening night and then traveling to Georgia uh, to lose to the Macon Bacons, you took down the Swamp Dogs on Saturday night, 3-1. to one. Now, a win is a win. It's a very pleasant result in any competition, but I think that this win in particular was special. So, Barb, could you explain a little bit about the significance of not only that win, but just the event and the people that were honored uh, that evening at Sparrow Stadium? Absolutely. Well, it was our first win of the season. We have a brand new coach and of course, pretty much all new players. And it's good for the coach to get, this is his first head coaching position. It's good for him to get the win under the belt. It's exceptional for the, the boys to get the win under the belt, gives them confidence to move on and to play strong for uh, the upcoming games. Um, Saturday, June 1st was our first responder game. We have been doing a first responder game for probably since probably 2016. Uh, we felt the, the need to, uh, honor and, and just show appreciation to all first responders here in the Florence area, the policemen, the firemen, um, the EMS, uh, dispatchers, anybody really that is a first responder to any um, traumatic event or, you know, even the hurricanes. We've been hit by hurricanes here in Florence uh, a couple of years in a row. And, you know, you have first responders. Nobody thinks of the linemen uh, or uh, the people like that that are out there helping everybody when their power goes out and when there's just, you know, these traumatic events that happen. 
So we've tried very hard to to recognize these folks. And this year, um, we took on a special meaning to this game because back on October 3rd of 2018, um, Florence was hit with uh, something that we never thought we would see happen in Florence. And it was just a mark of... Um, violence and and rage and it shocked the whole town of Florence and the surrounding areas. Some of our local sheriffs and city of Florence folks went to serve a search warrant at a house. Um, they knew that they were coming and apparently uh, they were very well prepared for it and the uh, father and owner of the home opened fire on our policemen and women and injured um, five and ultimately killed two of them. So that's why we were calling it the Florence Seven. And um, Sergeant Terrence Carraway from the city of Florence uh, Police Department and investigator Farah Turner from the uh, Florence County Sheriff's Department were the two that uh, died in this uh, traumatic event. And then we had the other five had different injuries. We had one guy that was shot in the thumb, somebody that was hit in the head and his car went into a house and he ended up being paralyzed. Um, somebody that still has to go through surgery. And, uh, so, um, it really was just so important for us to, um, recognize this group of brave men and women and, and all first responders to show them how much that we care uh, for them, for the job that they do, for their sacrifice. And um, it, it's what the Florence community needed to do. And so we decided that we would make our first responder game a Florence 7 remembrance game, basically. We, are de we dedicated the game to them, but we're pretty much dedicating the season to them as well. So that night, what we did was we had representatives from uh, the Caraway and Turner family, uh, and then we had um, uh, three of the five that were injured that came out. Um, one of their wives of the two that didn't come, she came. And so we had the Florence Seven out there. We had them come right behind or right in front of the pitcher's mound. We gave them these special jerseys that our players were wearing. And instead of a player number, they were wearing the badge number of the of themselves or their, their um, folks that uh, passed away. Uh, we gave those to them. And um, we had sign balls for them all. They all got to throw out the first pitch. Um, we lined both base paths with the Florence Red Wolves and the Fayetteville Swamp Dogs. We had two little league teams that dedicated their season to the Florence Seven, and they had special shirts that they were wearing, and we had them make the rest of the diamond for the baseball field. And then we had a hat from every team in the league, um, along with the league uh, hat, and we had those up on the home dugout to represent the league as a whole in supporting and uh, honoring the Florence Seven. 
And then the other things that we did, our goal was to raise $5,000 on the first. So we did a raffle and we got great folks from uh, the Florence community to donate items. We got uh, 500 tickets. Our local uh, Crown Beverage came in and they said, you know what, we'll buy 250 tickets and we're going to give those away to first responders that come into the game. And then we put a challenge out to the rest of the community to do the same, come purchase some tickets so that um, we can sell all 500 tickets. We had Domino's of Florence uh, picked up another hundred. And then we had a piggybacks barbecue and catfish restaurant uh, took 50 tickets. And then we had a couple others that did 10 tickets here and 10 tickets there. And before you know it, we only had 70 tickets left. So we were selling tickets. They're $10 each. 100% of the ticket sales goes to the Florence 7. We're almost at that $5,000 right there just with those tickets. One of our local printers in town uh, donated blue line flag stickers And we sold those for $5, all that money, again, going to the Florence 7. The specialty jerseys that our players wore, uh, if you can close your eyes and picture this, it was a blue line flag on the front of the jersey. We had our sponsor, Sam Carbis Solutions Group, uh, on the sleeve. We had the CPL on the other sleeve. And then flipped the jersey to the back. And on the back of the jersey, it had hashtag Florence 7 Um, And below that, it said, always in our hearts, the jersey number. And then we had uh, Terrence Carraway and Farrah Turner's uh, badges um, below the the jersey number. And then below that were the five um, badges of the officers uh, that were injured. And as it turns out, there were the three city of police officers. They were in the middle and then they were... uh, surrounded by the two um, Florence County sheriffs. And the jerseys were beautiful out on the field. Um, the auction went really well. We're still tallying things up on this on our end. We also did um, the 50-50 that night, and we had a huge crowd here. They were overly generous, and so the money from the 50-50 is going to them as well. So uh, we had a lot of people to just give donations. So we're, I think, close to our $10,000 goal. And then around the CPL, Erin does that. And she did a piece on us. She was here that night and she interviewed our team owner. Luckily, I got out of doing the interview and uh, because I was too busy running around. Every time I got in front of the camera, I had to run off to, to do something. They interviewed Sarah Miller, one of the investigators from the Florence County Sheriff that was injured. And then they interviewed Farrah Turner's mom, Katie. And while I was watching the interview that Aaron did, I I was crying. It was just amazing. Uh, Farrah was an investigator. She worked a lot with children and helping them instances where they were abused or or something terrible had happened to a child. And so she gave so much to the kids. She worked with the care house of the PD, which is a thing for abused and neglected children. She worked with them. And Fair's mom, Katie, said that it was wonderful. She said how how lonely she gets at times, but coming out to events like this made her feel 
um, not so alone and made her realize that the Florence community is behind them and supporting them. And she said with all the kids running around and stuff like that, she knew that fair was looking down um, on our field that night and at the ball game and smiling down. And I mean, that's just amazing. And that's what, that's what it's all about really. And as far as I'm concerned, so it was the Florence community came out in droves and truly showed their support for the Florence seven and all first responders. Well, and I had, I had seen a little bit of some of the pictures of the event that you did on Saturday night. And I didn't even think about the scope that you just uh, (laughs) explained. And that was going to be a follow-up question was, you know, how the community has been impacted, but you've already shown that how a community responds is, you know, indicative of how a certain event actually did impact them. And then, and then you mentioned how it made you feel. So if you don't mind, let's, let's get a little personal and, you know, you were impacted severely. You had mentioned about tearing up, but what is, what did this do maybe to you and maybe a a perspective that you may have in life or about community and sports and how that all kind of uh, just gels together and becomes one during times like this? Well, you know, we try to, when the, when the, the players come in, um, we try to get them involved in our community. We go out to uh, an adult daycare center where we have um, people that are there that have um, some disabilities and stuff like that. Uh, we go to, uh, later this week, we're going up to the children's hospital, Um you know, we go to the public library and we kick off their summer reading program and things like that, that it's not just about baseball. And I've had players come back to me after going on one of these visits and say, that was just so meaningful to me. Thank you for making that available to me. That right there makes me feel so good. And we have such a great, great group of guys that are here this summer we had one guy say, my host mom works at um, at this elementary school, and I'm going to go there on uh, Thursday, if that's okay with you. I-, I didn't even ask him. He went on his own accord and took a couple players with him. I mean, baseball is is baseball, but life is so much bigger than baseball. And this shows it when we do something like this. And, you know, it... The events on October 3rd affected me, um, you know, obviously not as much as the the folks that work as first responders and stuff like that. But um, three of my sheriffs that work, come out and work our games were there at that. And when the first word came out about it, um, those were the first three guys that I thought about. And, and they would have been guys that would have been serving a search warrant. Um, and it really was very frightening. And I sent text messages and I said, I know you're incredibly busy. Please just send something that lets me know you're okay. And they all did. And that was wonderful. But you know, it, it's still, it was such a horrific event that, you know, you just don't know how all of them have been affected by it when they go home at night. And we hope that Saturday night was a great night for fellowship and to un- to know how the community has uh, rallied around them and and made them feel uh, wanted. And one of the things I said when I was on the field pregame was, you know, this is great to show our first responders how we feel tonight. 
but we should show them respect every single time we see them. And that respect should not just be tonight. It should be always. And so, uh, and I feel so strongly about that. And these first responders, they got up on October 3rd in the morning. They thought they'd be coming home that night. Nobody knew about how traumatic and horrific October 3rd was going to be in Florence that day. And it's just, it is so important to, to make them know that we are behind them. And I have said this before um, in other interviews, Florence community is wonderful. We can't do what we do with the Florence Red Wolves without our community. And that's because of sponsorship. That's our fans. Um, that's all the different um, groups that come out and everything like that. So because of our community, we must give back to them and show them our appreciation. And this is just a small way to show them that we must support our community as they support us. Well, and, and it goes to show also just how much a small little word of encouragement or words of kindness can mean to anyone. You, you have no clue what people are going through, especially uh, people who have gone through this traumatic event, like what happened on October the 3rd. And a lot of times, you know, they may put on a brave face because it's it's how they get through the day because it's really tough for them. But you know, at the end of the day, when there's nobody around, you can't imagine what they're going through. And, and for you guys to be able to give them that spark that that may get them through that week or the next week. And then the you know following days after that, another spark comes along. And just it's just amazing what these types of things and, you know, it, it truly does take a village to keep uh, people uh, moving. And you just don't know. You don't know what people are going through. And so it's it's exciting, especially when I heard that this was happening. I wish I could have made it. And, you know, I, the drive, I think it might be three or four hours from here. I'm not sure. But it's it's awesome to know that this is what the Coastal Plain League is all about. This is a priority for them and that general managers such as yourself are on board. I actually can't imagine the buzz uh, from the crowd, especially since you won. So did that, did that game, not only before it started and, and as it was going on, but after the victory, was there a particular just different buzz within the crowd and all the people that night? There was just a a wonderful feeling there during the game, and we had a, a wonderful crowd, and there was excitement every time something happened. And I'm running around like crazy. Most of the time, I don't even get to see the game. It was a thrill. I, I believe the score was three to one. And, but I know when something good was happening, our crowd was loud. They were shouting and carry on. And it was hand clapper giveaway night. So we had hand clappers going like crazy. And, um, there was, and they truly, uh, were responsive to the victory. And, and afterwards, the the players will line up and they'll sign autographs and stuff like that. And we had a huge crowd waiting to do that with them. Um, and so, but they had to wait to do that until after our fireworks went off. But um, yeah, there was, and it's Florence loves the Red Wolves and we so appreciate that. And so we try very hard to put out a good product and to, to make it a family friendly environment at affordable costs for families so that it that doesn't keep them away and we just try to make you know the game the product of the game itself be a good product and then all the in-game stuff and all the the fun that happens in between the innings and stuff we try to make that new and fresh and fun so that every age group can come and enjoy the game well and you had mentioned also 
the jerseys that you had. And when I heard that there was badge numbers, it's almost like, why hadn't somebody thought about maybe doing this before? Maybe they had, but it just seemed like a a no-brainer decision to to honor uh, these officers and people who put themselves in, in harm's way uh, just in the line of duty to honor them that way with a badge number instead of, uh, you know, a real number. And the cool thing about that also is you guys also have the Red Wolves organization have a lot of specialty jerseys that you kind of implement throughout the season, don't you? Yeah, we do. And again, this is just another way we give back to the community, but we do the first responder jersey. Um, Friday night this week, we have the autism jersey. So we have been working since 2015 with two mothers who had a vision. They have two, each one has an autistic child and their vision was was to create a a autistic autism resource center in Florence for the Florence community and surrounding communities. And um, so we we wanted to help them by raising money. So we have done an autism jersey every year since 2015. Um, they come out to the, um, the night. They sell the 50-50 that night. They set up a table to give information out. Uh, they work the concession stand. We give them uh, part of the proceeds of the night. And so they make out, you know, they get to have, make a good bit of money that night. Um, our jerseys that night, again, 100% of the, the auction proceeds go to them. And then on um, June 21st, we have the um, Alzheimer awareness. Traditionally, we do it on the longest day. Um, that's their signature night. So it's the longest day. It is to show like the caregivers and stuff that what they go through in the course of caring for a Alzheimer patient. And so we do neat jerseys that are purple, have purple in them and stuff. And again, we auction those off. Uh, July 3rd is a patriotic jersey. And so all the money from that night will go to um, our local veterans groups. We have two groups that we work with. Um, one is the Bethlehem Therapeutic Riding Stable. And they have guys that come out, veterans that come out. And I went out there to the, the stables and saw they're working with guys that are hanging on by a thread. Um, they have a circuit where they, they call up and they make sure every day that these guys are okay and that they haven't gotten so bad from their post-traumatic stress um, that they've taken their lives. They, they really are the last stop for themselves there. And so we give half of our money to them and then we give half of the money to the Rolling um, Thunder Motorcycle Club. They go out and they've built ramps at veterans' homes. They've put a hot water heater into a veterans' home that couldn't afford it. And then our last jersey that we do is a cancer jersey. And that's probably the oldest jersey that we've done. And um, last year it was it had a lot of meaning to me because, unfortunately, I was going through chemo through the whole season. And... Um, through the support of all the fans and my host families and my family and our, our team owners, the players, um, they really got me through chemo and it was chemo every week. And, um, I never missed a game and, uh, it just, and I truly believe if I didn't have the baseball going on that I would have just sat in the chair and laid there like a lump. So I was thankful 
to have um, the Red Wolf season to help me get through it all. And so we did a uh, a jersey auction that night, and then they had a surprise for me, and they had uh, flowers from all the players, and the host families got together and did a cake and everything. And it was really a super special night. My whole family was there, and it just was amazing. And um, so this year, um, I think it might be, except for the first responder jersey, um, I want to say that I think that the cancer jersey is number two in the coolness of our jerseys. It will be a very bright uh, color tie-dye shirt jersey, and um, it will stand out. We give all that money to um, the American Cancer Society, get some of it. This year we're going to give the jersey auction money to local. um, After going through what I went through, I found that there's a need to help uh, fund um, drivers for people that that ha- are going through chemo that can't get there and different things like that. So we'll keep that um, local with McLeod Hospital, which is where I had my chemotherapy and my radiation. And they just, they, I can't say enough about them. They were absolutely wonderful. Um, I walk through that area occasionally now and they still, the people in um, oncology, they still know me by my name. And I'm like, wow, it's a big hospital. How do they even do that? But that's just how special they are. So it just means a lot with all of these Jersey auctions to, to do them and to give back and to give back locally, because again, they support us. We need to support them. Well, I think it's absolutely awesome that the proceeds to these jerseys are going towards these awesome, I've just been saying the word awesome all the time because that's what it is, <laughs> you know, that, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that not only do you get to wear a cool jersey, I love alternate jerseys, I love baseball jerseys, sure, basketball and, and football may do it, but nothing beats an awesome baseball jersey, and so this is a great way to put those two together and to uh, help raise support for whatever the cause may be. So related to that, how can people donate to the Florence 7 Fund? They can donate directly to uh, First Reliance Bank has a fund, has the fund set up through them. They can also donate through um, the city of Florence. Uh, they can reach out there and they will take it. Uh, they can call us if they would like to um, and make the donation to us. We will certainly make sure it gets to the Florence 7 Fund. We still have raffle tickets, $10 a piece. And we have very cool items. We have a two-night stay in the brand-new Hyatt Place downtown, dinner at the Town Hall, uh, which is a really, really nice restaurant, and drinks at the dispensary, which is a rooftop bar in Florence. That's the first prize. We have a 35-quart Yeti cooler. Um, We have a one-hour massage. And we have a $50 gift card from Topgolf in Myrtle Beach. So we have really awesome prizes. So Anybody wants to donate that way, they can donate that way. Yeah, so absolutely. Anybody who's listening, there is no excuse not to donate. Not only are there some good prizes, but Barbara's just given you about a million different ways to donate. Uh, <laughs> if you want to donate, she'll make it happen, which is great. Um, so as we wrap things up, Barbara, I want to give you an opportunity to speak to the Red Wolves team as well as the Florence community as a whole. So anything you want, any amount of encouraging words, uh, we'll end on that, and the mic is yours. Well, first and foremost, you know, when I go out and I talk to different people for sponsorship and stuff like that, and I tell them our ownership is Kevin and Donna Barth 
and their family, and they are local. They live here in Florence. They've been here for 30-plus years. Kevin is a business owner. He's a lawyer in in Florence, Um, one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Um, He is generous to a fault. Um, He cares about Florence so much so. We have had uh, indoor hockey. We have had uh, basketball. We have had arena football. We have had a lot of different teams that have come and gone through Florence. But nobody, this is our 22nd year, and it's our 22nd year because of Kevin and Donna Barth um, and, and the Florence community. But it's because of their dedication to Florence, to making a fun, family-friendly, affordable environment to uh, have the people of Florence come out and enjoy um, the great game of baseball and just come out and, and partake in um, some fun stuff. And so first and foremost is Don and Kevin Barth are just wonderful and they are the Florence Red Wolves. And secondly, um, you know, we get these guys in every year. Sometimes you get returning guys, sometimes you don't. And um, so these kids, we want to make sure that they come down here and that they have a good experience. Um, We go out in the community and we find host families. Those, nobody even thinks about host families. They are our backbone of our organization. Without them, we couldn't do this. We have to have a place for these boys to stay. And so we have these folks, absolutely wonderful people, open up their homes, call these boys that come in their summer sons, and they feed them, and they love them, and they come out to the games, and they support them. And they're just wonderful. And it is what, you know, another thing that the Florence community supports us in is that. And, you know, so we want to make sure that the guys come in and have great places to stay. Uh, We want them to have a great baseball experience. And, you know, we have guys from California. They come out here to play baseball just for the summer. And, you know, they've maybe never been this way. So they get to see another part of the country. And, Um, That is a wonderful experience for them. We just want to make, you know, whatever their goal is, we want to help them achieve it, whether that's to, I, you know, you were on injured and you were redshirted for the season and this is your way to get back into the game again and playing uh, to uh, throwing pitches that, you know, you needed some extra pitches um, to just keep you going and stuff um, to working on, getting better and being seen by scouts. So if that's what their goal is, we try to help them achieve it. So for the most part, you know, to thank the Florence community for everything that they do for us is, you know, they're amazing. Well, this has been a, an awesome conversation, a very enlightening conversation to even help myself uh, just appreciate our first responders more, uh, community more. And it's definitely something that uh, we all shouldn't take for granted. And it doesn't seem like, you know, Florence community is taking that for granted at all. They're actually doing the opposite and honoring those that are laying down their lives for others. So, Barbara, I want to, I, I just appreciate you, you know, being honest and sharing a little bit of your heart, uh, not only about the impact this has made on your life, but also on your community. Uh, so, I just appreciate you coming on. And I guess everyone that's listening, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Barb. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And, and come on down to a game. See firsthand what we do here in Florence. Well, absolutely. After hearing about the community, I might just have to uh, pack up a truck and move that way. There you go. 
there's lots of places to live here. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. What a sweet interview and conversation with Florence Red Wolves General Manager Barbara Osborne. I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did. I enjoyed just talking to her a little bit before we actually started recording. Just an awesome woman. She's doing great things in her community. And so I appreciate Barbara for coming on, taking her time to chat with me, someone she doesn't know or hasn't met. And so it's just neat to be able to meet all the people that make the Coastal Plain League what it is. Now, every Monday, I'm going to need you to check out the Around the CPL web show hosted by our very own Aaron Summers, released on all of our social media accounts, that's Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as CoastalPlane.com. She gives a great roundup, and she was actually at the game this weekend on June the 1st to watch all the festivities in Florence. So she got to see these things firsthand. So make sure you check that out. That's every Monday and you can see it posted everywhere. And then this podcast is aired on Wednesday. So you get a double dose of Coastal Plain action to go along with all the games throughout the week. If you want the latest news and updates on the Coastal Plain League, its teams and players, visit the league website at CoastalPlain.com. Also be sure to friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Coastal Plain League and follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at CPL Baseball. I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next Wednesday and make sure you enjoy some of the awesome action going on this summer. Talk to you later. Thank you.